There is a phrase in the book of Revelation that has brought about much curiosity. People have different views of what John meant when he wrote down one of the messages to the congregation, one congregation in Asia Minor. And I'm speaking about the congregation at Philadelphia. Now, he spoke to individuals. And when we look at the scripture, and there are some exceptions to this, but by and large, especially overwhelmingly in the book of Revelation, when John writes to disciples, now we see in some of the congregations that people aren't too faithful. And God is very displeased with that. This is not how it's supposed to be. Usually in the scripture, there is an assumption that if you are a believer, you are a true believer, that you are going to walk in obedience, that you're going to be committed to the things of God. And in the verse that we're looking at in a moment, we see that there's a benefit, there's a reward for persevering and enduring in the faith. Now, the phrase I'm speaking about is when Messiah says, I will keep you from the hour of trial. Some translations will say the hour of testing, and that's fine. It speaks about a time of difficulty, a time of calamity, something that we don't want to be there for. And here's the good news. He is making a promise to his true disciples. We are not going to experience what he's talking about, this hour of trial. Now, in speaking about the book of Revelation, we need to remember something. John writes frequently, and he's contrasting two groups. What are these two groups? Well, he speaks about those who dwell upon the earth, and those who dwell upon or dwell in the heaven. Now, these two terms, it literally has nothing to do with where they are physically located. Because those who he speaks of, of dwelling in the heaven, they are located on the earth. No, those who dwell upon the earth. He's speaking to those individuals that are committed to the world. Remember what the same author John spoke of in his first epistle, where he says, to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. So those who dwell in the earth, what it's saying is that their commitment, we might think of it this way, their citizenship is in this world. They are a friend of the world, which makes them an enemy of God. And those who dwell in the heaven, as I said, they're not yet in the heaven, they're also in this world, but they don't belong to the world. Their citizenship is not of this world, but they are kingdom people. They are committed to kingdom truth. They belong to a heavenly kingdom, even though they're here. And they demonstrate their citizenship in the kingdom of heaven by how they behave. They don't do what the world wants. They do something very different. They submit to God's instruction.
So remember that when we look at our texts. I would invite you to take out your Bible and look with me to Revelation chapter 3 and verse verse 10. What we find here in this passage of Scripture is Messiah is speaking. John is conveying this message, and he says, Because you have kept my word of endurance or perseverance. Now, this is an expectation. Another scripture that comes into my mind is Matthew 24 and verse 13, where Messiah is speaking and he says, he who endures to the end will be saved. Now, this has caused much confusion because what he's saying here, see, the word saved has a multiplicity of of application. Sometimes this word for being saved simply means to be healed. Other times it has to do with someone's life being put into order, the proper order. Other times, obviously, it speaks of a spiritual way referring to redemption. But again, it has a variety of applications. Now, the word salvation can also be thought of with the term victory. So what Messiah is saying is this, and he's giving encouragement. I love the fact that so frequently we see Messiah wanting to to encourage us. So he says, he who endures persevere to the end. He wants to tell us, victory's coming. You are going to be victorious. Don't give up. Don't become discouraged. Persevere because at the end is victory. That's what he's saying. It's a term of encouragement. Do we really believe that our salvation is based upon us enduring? That would be heresy. That would be an attack against the message, the power, and what Messiah accomplished on that cross. So we're saved by what he did, not what we do. So it's simply a term of encouragement, endure, persevere until the end, because victory will will be experienced by you. But here he says, because you have kept my word of endurance or perseverance, he says, also I, you. And notice, I put the emphasis because the Greek text does on the word you. He says, also, I, you, will keep. So he's making a promise. He's saying, you've heard my word that I have have commanded you to remain faithful in all circumstances. We are called to suffer for our faith. We are going to be persecuted. And in the end times, a time of persecution on believers is coming. And it's rapidly approaching. This scripture has great relevance, not just for what's called here the congregation at Philadelphia, but also for you and me. He says, because you have kept my word of endurance, also I, you, will keep. Keep from what? Here's the term. From the hour of trial. The one, and it's a word for coming, 
But here it has to do with that which comes in the future. What is coming in the future upon the whole world. Now, what is this speaking of? It is speaking of God's wrath coming. And not only God's wrath, but we also know it tells us in the book of 2 Thessalonians, in the last days, because people reject the truth, God will send forth what's called delusion, that is deceit. Now, realize what that means. There's a spiritual law. When you reject truth, it's not from those who are unknowing, unaware, but it says specifically the context. When you know truth and you reject it, what you're doing is inviting yourself to be deceived, inviting lies, falsehood, delusion to you. So it's not that God sends it. It's simply a spiritual law. This is what happens in God's uh, uh, world that he's created. So here it says, I will keep you. The emphasis is on you. I, you, will keep from the hour, that means a time period, of trial that in the future is coming upon the whole world to test Test two, the ones who dwell upon the earth. So what does that tell us? It is not for those who are our kingdom people. It's not for those who are true disciples. Now, what this is referring to is simply a promise. This time of, of trial, some Bibles and this certainly has a meaning of what he implies with this word trial or testing. It's a word of calamity. It's a word of distress. It's a word of suffering. And therefore, he's saying, instead of you being here for this time of calamity, I'm going to keep you from it. You, you're not going to be here. Now, the verse of scripture that comes into my mind is 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9, one that when I speak about the end times, I refer to often. And that is that God has not appointed us for wrath, but to obtain salvation, that is, to experience victory. So what this scripture is saying is this. He's saying, you have a testimony. You love me. You are committed to my word. You've demonstrated that with your perseverance and endurance. And therefore, you're going to experience this promise. Now, it's not our work that causes us to experience that. He's simply commending the people. He's simply saying true believers, they're going to behave this way. And true believers, they're going to receive something. And what is that? that Messiah himself is going to keep us from this hour of trial. And I believe that this is something that God has designated for those who belong to the world. What is that? It's his wrath. We won't be here. We have not been appointed for wrath, but rather to obtain salvation. So all of this is saying is this, that Messiah is going to remove us from this world prior to the time that God's wrath falls. Will we suffer from another source of, of tribulation? Sure we will. 
We're promised that we will. For example, it says in the book of, of Acts, we are told that it's necessary. It means it's absolutely a must. It's necessary to go through much tribulation to enter into the kingdom of God. What tribulation? That has nothing to do with the, the wrath of God, God's discipline, anything to do with anything that God is the source of. No, that word, the ellipsis for tribulation, has to do with the attacks of the enemy being persecuted and hated by this world. So this verse in this letter to the congregation at Philadelphia has a great word of encouragement for us that we have not been appointed for that hour of trial, that hour of calamity, that hour of distress. But he is going to keep us from it. That is, he's going to remove it. And it's a personal thing. He says, for I, you, will keep. He's going to do it. What a wonderful promise. Well, I hope that helps clarify some things concerning this very, very interesting passage that brings a lot of different thoughts to it. I hope this simple understanding is a blessing to you. I'll close with that. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.